Welcome everyone to the Sticker Stories podcast. This is episode three coming to you live here at the Sticker Giant Command Center in beautiful Longmont, Colorado. My name is Jesse. I'm filling in for Andrew today. Super excited to be on the show here with Hamish. Hamish, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jesse. Uh, It's really cool to be here. I can't believe we're on episode three and we've been doing this for three months now. This episode is going to be focused on acquiring customers. And we've got a special guest, Bill Flagg, here today. He's a Boulder-based entrepreneur and business owner, focusing specifically on customer-funded businesses. So he's going to be the best person to talk to us about acquiring customers. Um, But we're going to have more on that when we welcome Bill on in a couple minutes. So let's jump right into our opening segment. Let's do it. For anybody who's kind of new to the show or first-time listener or viewer, it's called Top of Mind, and we just do a quick intro, you know, something that's popped up this week that we want to talk about. So, Jesse, what's on the top of your mind? Top of my mind is back to school. So, the yellow buses are out, the kids have their backpacks on, they're, they're hitting the books again, and for us here at Sticker Giant, is exciting, and we, we see it coming because we print up stickers. So, we do all sorts of stickers for schools, like this one for Scion Grade School. Um, awesome sticker sheet Um, just have some fun with different icons we have a bumper sticker here that someone did as a a parody that they'll beat up your honor student you see those all over our local university just up the street UNC University of Northern Colorado also have like some cool bumper stickers I mastered it at uh, UC California Santa Barbara so pretty cool stuff that we see come through this shop so school's in session and we're seeing that happen I'm sure a lot of you out there have kids going back to school this week what about you, Hamish? For me, uh, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. I know Jess is oh, as yeah. well. i got to touch on this. <laughs> Episode 4 was pretty awesome. And uh, it's kind of funny because we've been talking in the office. Jesse's been doing a, a bottle of wine for every episode uh, this season. Uh, talking about how he picks the different bottles out based on their label design. I, I totally do. I go into the liquor store and I just go to the wine section. I look for like the coolest, most outlandish label possible. And then I just try that wine to, to pair with the show. And it's it's fun for us because we work with li- stickers and labels. And seeing all the label work come through the shop is always exciting. Yeah, I think that's definitely in the kind of beverage market. It's really important to have a really cool label because to be honest, that's going to be the main way that you bring in customers. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, labels, acquiring new customers that way. Me right here, I drink and I know things about stickers. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's welcome on Bill. Uh, he's here to join us and uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself because he'll do a much better job of explaining what he does and the businesses he works with. So Bill, welcome. Hey guys. Hi Bill. How you Good doing? Good to see you. Yeah. Welcome Thanks to the show. Me. Welcome. Um, How's your morning going? Pretty awesome. Pretty yeah, awesome. Made some crepes for the uh, for the for my daughters, and came on over here. Nice. So so tell everyone out there who's watching on Facebook or listening to our podcast who who are you? What do you do? Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I've been a I guess you'd say I've been an entrepreneur my whole life from uh, selling candy out of my locker in middle school um, to uh, painting houses to. Um, being in the in the big advertising business and uh, and then transitioned uh, later on into software um, companies and and uh, e-commerce um, you know tech enabled companies like sticker giant so um, my whole th- my whole life I you know it kind of started with um, uh, not realizing you could actually raise money to um, start a company 
and to, to grow a company. So I had always built my companies to be really profitable. I thought that was kind of the point of it was to, to earn income, enough income that you could grow the company and, and serve more customers and, and do more things. And uh, I just kind of out of necessity, that's how um, I've grown my companies. And, and um, over time, I've, I've found great partners, people who've started companies um, like John from Sticker Giant, who uh, I could partner up with and, and, um, and help grow, grow the companies um, that I'm involved with. Currently right now, I'm, I'm uh, involved with five different companies, Sticker Giant, um, Poster Brain, which is online poster printing, um, Survey Gizmo, which is uh, survey software, business intelligence, um, um, and uh, Snap Engage, which is live chat software for websites, which I, which Sticker Giant uses, and Avid for Adventure, which is a kids' adventure camp, and they're all they're all bootstrapped, uh, originally organically grown and, and profitable, been profitable, um, all of them from day one, and uh, with no outside investors, and and uh, um, it's just been uh, you know it's it's just good good sort of well grounded way to to grow businesses, I think. Yeah, you have a lot of experience in that for sure. Yeah, I think we've kind of you already touched on that already and saying um, I reference customer funded. That's obviously something that was pulled straight from your website. So mm -hmm. maybe you could elaborate, you know, what that means to you and how right. that kind of relates to getting new customers. Well. Yeah, well, the term didn't even come up because I didn't even realize there was another option for funding your for funding your business, um, as I said, and so then. Um, you know, we talk about VC funded businesses or, um, um, and so it's sort of like a, a play off of that to say it's customer funded, meaning our customers, the more customers we have them and, um, and uh, the, the more profitable the company gets, the more funds it has to reinvest in, in growing the company. So that's what we mean by it being customer funded is, is uh, you know, as we do more business with more customers, we have more funding. That it totally rather, makes sense. <laughs> rather than having to borrow money or, or have outside investors. Yeah, so you work with a, a lot of different types of companies. We're all sort of tech-based, but what are the different channels that have really led to a lot of success? Maybe there's different examples with the different companies to, to acquire new customers. Um, yeah, so it, you know, in the, in the online world, the best, the best thing that ever happened to me was getting into internet businesses um, because it, it's... Um, it provide it has provided an easy way. The single easiest way to acquire customers is by having a presence on the internet. And before the whole social media thing started, um, that was you know how do we get to the top of the rankings when someone searches for sticker printing, for example. And um, and doing that would you know involved you know having a relevant website, having other sites that wanted to link to our sites, and that. Um, really got us on the map and on page one and then up and to the top of the rankings so that a lot of people when they were searching um, they would they would find find our sites um, I you know I call it a want engine people go there and say I want and type it in and then hopefully we show up um, the second la layer uh, after that I'd say was um, customer referrals and so the next layer is how do we take great care of our customers in each of our businesses so they want to tell 
lots of other people about it. And that's been the second greatest source of, of um, customers is doing a great job so that you know people want to tell other people. Um, and that particularly plays through in more recent years through social media because people have a, now have an easier megaphone by which they can tell other other people about their experiences with the companies they're doing business with. Um, so that you know that's great. And then there's it kind of gets sort of smaller and smaller from there in terms of obviously the next layer um, would be paid advertising of advertising on um, on Google, Google AdWords, and Facebook advertising and. Um, and in those in those cases, there uh, it it is a much more effective world in 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 way of um, growing a business than where, where I'd come from, which was uh, offline advertising. You put an ad out there, you have very almost no tracking, um, and and you kind of guess of whether it was worth it or not. And you can you know because of you know seeing if people are clicking through on your ads and, and if they're you know exactly if they're buying and how much they're buying. Um, if you have an e-commerce enabled site. So that's sort of the next layer is, is um, you know, very trackable, easy to know if, if it's worth it or not um, in, in terms of growing the business. Uh, and then, and then you, 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 know, you get into other things that can be like maybe not quite as obvious, which might be spo you know, sponsoring things and, and uh, doing um, a lot of, uh, whether it be sponsoring events or um, um, activities that are going on out there, or whether it means providing a lot of free, you know, providing free stickers in certain situations where you know we're, we're sponsoring events through actual stickers, um, giving, providing them with stickers. That becomes a little bit looser in whether how it's benefiting and and, and how much and the ROI on that. But yeah. you tend to kind of do it more. I mean, we, we know a few things about sponsoring events with stickers. We do heavy, heavy sponsorships with WordCamps and Startup. It looks like we have a question from a viewer out there that will go ahead and chime in here. That's nice. Speaking of a bunch of sponsorships, we're sure we're sure we're sure we're sure Startup Weeks all over the world, and Tampa Bay has been a regular annual uh, event for us for a few years now, I believe. So thank you for chiming in, Danny. We appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one, the kind of difference between like paid advertising, which is sort of a direct return on investment, and maybe sponsorships, which are more of a branding mm -hmm. exercise and helping get the name out there. Do you find that you were working with your software companies or say working with the, the kids adventure companies, the channels that you use differ? Uh, and in what ways do you think that differ? They all differ slightly, um, and uh, certainly a, the Kids Adventure Camp is, um, you know, is is a much bigger word of mouth uh, where parents are sharing with each other, and so really go, going over the top on the experience side, making sure the parent, not only the kids have an amazing experience, but the, the parents do too, is is really, you know, sort of there's a lot more that goes into that because that's the that, that's where the majority of the, of the growth of the business comes from. Um, and and so then, you know, if I compare it to sort of the other businesses, the, the, you know, two software businesses and two printing businesses, those, those companies, um, there's more, I think, involved in 
getting the word out there through a more obvious B two B scenario, which would be how are we um, how are we providing information in a way that helps other people, and whether on the survey side, how do you do a three sixty degree review using surveys, and what is the methodology by using that in an HR perspective is you know writing a, a you know a thirty page online paper for that that people can can source and 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 get benefit from or how you know your sticker stories of how schools are helping to promote themselves I love that Santa Barbara sticker and and it's it's um, it, it, it's uh, it's just a fun you know how do you how do you promote your school in a fun way. Um, or, or your business in a way that has more color and personality to it. Obviously, you're buying. Yeah. More. I've never heard of it, it, people do it all the time, but buying wine bottles strictly based on the label. And it's true. It's like, yeah, you know, you can maybe taste differences between wines, but at the end of the day, wine. You know, you can enjoy all kinds of wine. So why not pick pick the one that has the most colorful label? And the, the same is true. I think in business is you can you have so many choices of who you can do business with on, in any category, but if, if, you, if one has more, a more colorful personality um, then, and, and it is more helpful and, and more friendly, that, that can come through through a, a more colorful website or, or, or more colorful stickers. Um, and I think, I think it, all, it, it all plays into it, you know. Um, I mean, to touch on that, I think a phrase I've heard thrown around and is like people buy from people. Yeah. So when you talk about business to business, actually, you know, you want to have a personality to your brand and, you, you know, you like having great customer service, you know, people want to know there's a real person on the other That's end right. that cares about their order and that is making sure everything, you know, is going well. That's right. And it's, it's a, and there's a fine, there's also a balance there um, because you, you want to, you want to be professional. You want them to know that you have that you can you, you can take care of their needs. That you're, you're you're serious about taking care of their needs. But then you also want them to know that you're you're human and you you have a personality and you can make them laugh and, and that sort of thing. So there's that getting that right mix of here's how we're serious about stickers and 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 printing them and making sure they get out on time and taking care of customers whenever there's any issues. Real serious about that. But on the flip side. Here's our, you know, we're, we're, we're a group with a lot of, of heart and personality and, and, um, and care that, uh, that, that you get as well. You know, you don't just get great stickers, you get, you get a lot more from it. Oh, definitely. And I think really the core of what we're getting at here is make sure you start for small businesses or listeners out there. Start with your branding and make sure that follows through your personality, your identity. When you do go print up labels or stickers or create a website, you want to make sure that's all consistent and follows through with what, with what you're promising your customers. And then you're going to get a lot of customers. That's right. Um, what advice would you give maybe some small businesses out there just getting started? Maybe they just put in an order with us today and happen to see this. What, what, what would be the first step you'd tell someone? What's, what's that like first thing to do on your journey to getting your first customer maybe let's say or maybe your oh, second ten, your second customer well I you know my my um, I've always sort of earlier on I started companies from scratch and yeah it's getting your it's scrambling like hell to get us to, to do whatever it takes to, to get customers to you know talk people into doing business with you and, and uh, to, to get people in the door and then it's taking care of the customers and in, in, in such a way that they want to talk more about it you know what you're doing then it becomes a, a like a how do you start scaling it and um and and that 
comes back to the examples of sticker giant of, of okay, who can we who can we support that has maybe bigger audiences, whether it's WordCamp or Startup Weeks, right? Yeah. And start getting the word out there more. Um, but also, it's um, you know you can if you don't have a, a a spot on the organic search results on Google, then you start with paid advertising, and that anyone can go on and start buying ads on on Google AdWords. And I think it's a great way to spend a little bit of money to start to. To, to suss out what's what attracts people because you got to figure out what to write in the ads and what what wording on there resonates for them and then that can translate also into your website what you want your headline in your website to say because what's going to attract them on the ad is also probably going to attract them and, and pull them in want them um, for them to want to do business on your website the same type of wording so um, yeah. Relevant messaging. Make sure it's consistent. <laughs> yeah, and it resonates for people. And yep. AdWords, I th I've always found it to be a good testing ground um, to see what, you know, one ad uh, gets more people to click through than another ad. And it's the fastest way to go, oh, that wording does something for someone where the, others, the other doesn't. For example, um, one of my earlier companies, Reg Online, um, we made we did online registration for conferences and events, and we, we would say easy, easy online registration. But what performed much better was um, online registration has never been easier. And the, and I know and I didn't understand why, but we went with it because it always converted better. And and the 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 subtle difference that I think I realized in the end is that so many new people there's so many people who are new to trying to use online registration. They didn't want to just be told that, that it was easy. They they wanted to sort of get a sense of it's it's reached a point where it's now become easy enough for them to use, right? So it has never been easier for some reason. Struck a chord, and it's very subtle, but it made a big difference. Like a, you know, if everyone's easy, you want to be the easiest, I guess. Yeah, but if you just said easiest, then there's there's a, there's also a sense of using you know hyperbole, and people don't believe it as much. I'm the best, you know. Yeah. I, I um a friend of mine started a company called Moose Jaw um, Mountaineering Outdoor Apparel, and he had this way of like saying we're like, you know, we're probably the third best, you know, uh, place to buy outdoor apparel, and and it just cause people to stop and say, well, who would ever say their third best was at something? <laughs> but it just created, it, it brought the human aspect into it. He used humor and then, um, you know, and, and, and then was able to sort of lead people in in a way that they could trust them. If we if you say you're the best at something, they're easiest, it, it doesn't necessarily, um, people don't believe it. So that's the other part is like that, just that balance in, in messaging is really, it's just subtle and so be true to who you are make sure that resonates with with whoever you're trying to that's right and yeah I guess that's where your customers come back into it because you know they're going to verify those claims as well you know if you want to be the fastest you want to be the easiest you need your customers shouting about it as well the customers need to shout about it it's whatever the customers are saying but to, to even repeat exactly what the customers said oh you're the best you know sticker giant's the best we, you know, we hear it a lot but if we put on our site sticker giant is the best it's it's not as credible, right? Know? So we've got to figure out how to how to share that in a way that's that's that, that uh, without actually saying it, right? You know. Yeah. So let let your customers say it for you. The referral factor that you brought up. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, how do you uh, go about managing your budgets, or do you have much say in the budgets for your companies for marketing and reaching customers? Is there any like quick tidbit you could give people? Um, my philosophy on marketing budgets has always been um, spend more where you know you're getting the return. If you if you spend a dollar on pay-per-click advertising, then it returns you two dollars worth of customers. And, um, and and you can make you know make money after you figure out what the cost of goods sold is. Then um, then do more of it. And I've always had that philosophy. I'll try lots of little things um, and spend more money on it as it's as it's producing the results, as it's returning the the, the investment in it. And I think a lot of people look, you know there's a lot of companies that look at it and go, well, we'll spend ten percent or five percent or twenty percent on marketing. And um, it's, I, I just think it leads them down the wrong road to just kind of, late, you know, just arbitrarily have a number that they just spend the money on every year. And I think it's much better to just look categorically. Um, I've, I've gone from, you know, uh, in one of my companies we were doing direct mail pieces that, you know, we couldn't really get the return on when we were spending, um, you know, five five ten thousand dollars a year on it and then all of a sudden we had someone who said instead of doing a postcard do a 16 page sort of information booklet on um, on, uh, on how, how to use online registration and event management software and we did that and suddenly we we were getting three times the return on what we had spent on the, on the brochure so we went from spending five ten thousand dollars a year to spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on it because it worked because it it resonated it worked and I, I'm the one thing that I'm always very cognizant of in any aspect of the business of, of any of my businesses is um, how uh, how efficiently are we are we are we spending our money I have no problem spending lots of money as long as it produces value. Otherwise, we're just waste. It's just being wasteful, and I don't like being wasteful. And so, whenever I'm looking at um, what it is that we're spending money on marketing-wise, my first question is, okay, great. So what what is the the return on it? Can we identify it? In, in, and um, if we can't, um, if we can't, you know, can and we know it's producing return, let's spend more on it. And if we if we can't, let's figure out how to how to identify how it's doing or maybe do less of it. Right? Yeah, I agree. I think the biggest obst obstacle for a lot of people is getting over that fear of laying down that first dollar. Yeah. yeah. And like, it is going to bring you something. So if you get over that first initial fear or figure out whatever platform it is, it will really, That's right. really, really help your business. And sometimes, like I've struggled with, you know, some companies that AdWords has, has never produced a return. Yeah. And where others, it's been a great return. So, and then sometimes it's well, do we have the right messaging? Do we, or is it just some industries it's just not a, not appropriate for some, um, and others it is. Or whether it's well, Facebook has advertising has worked for some but not others, and and that sort of thing. So you you got to feel it out. The other side is um, you know like with the direct mail testing direct mail, I probably should have killed it years earlier but I kept spending just a little bit of our butt you know yeah. sort of our marketing dollars on it to thinking of, is there eventually can we get over the over the gap if we test out trying it different approaches on it and so it's not just trying the vehicle but it's also trying different 
multiple different approaches and seeing if you can sort of crack the code on it at some point. Because the more legs you have from a marketing standpoint, um, the, the more you'll be able to grow your company and, uh, and you know, the, the eventually you'll get there if you, if you just keep getting scrappy with trying to figure out other ways to get, to get yourself out there. That's, I think that's good advice. Get scrappy and go acquire customers. Just start doing it. Don't be afraid to spend a little money yeah. just to try things out. Yeah, you right. can't rule yeah. it out just because you think it doesn't work. Yeah, I have this uh, saying, ABT, always be testing. Or you know, ABE, always yeah. be experimenting. Always be experimenting. And, uh, and then when the experiment pays off, double down, triple down, 10x what you're spending on it to, to help it fuel you. I mean, we've talked a lot about new customers, I guess, and I guess that the whole topic of conversation is kind of acquiring new customers through something like AdWords. Do you have a way or a kind of formula for splitting between, you know, advertising to existing customers and also going after new customers? Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I, I don't necessarily have a formula, but I think we, a lot of times, think that I, I probably have been um, lacking on is, is, advertising enough to existing customers feeling like well they'll just they know us they'll come back when they need us versus let's stay in front of them let's continue to keep keep us top of mind for existing customers I think we, I could have you know um, in a lot of my businesses we could we could do a lot more um, and be a lot more creative about how we can be really connecting with our existing customers more um, trying to think of examples on that you know I, I would always uh, there's one example. It was I think it was Valentine's Day one year, and I just was I thought you know what I'm gonna send an email to all of our customers, and it was business to business, um, uh, software business, and we had I don't know, a couple thousand customers, and I sent out an email that just said in the subject line we love you, and then um, and then in the email it said. Um, we love you, we really do, and we just want you to know we feel so fortunate to have you as a customer, and we want you to have the best Valentine's Day ever. And uh, and it was a little bit like, is this really appropriate for you know sending to business customers? <laughs> and uh, and then I got so much, I got so many responses to it. Like this is the best email I think I've ever gotten from a, a company, and the, the, you guys are awesome. We love you so much, and that this is why we love. This is just one example of why. So it doesn't always have to be like some big program. It can be something that is just little, you know, small. I mean, one of the things that it, that um, I'd like to do in, in businesses is just reach out to, to uh, cu customers who've been with us for a long time or, or who've been good customers and just call up and just say hi and say thanks and, and, uh, and just talk to them, get to know them better. And so it's just little things that I think can really make a dis difference for existing customers. A lot of people tend to do like these Christmas programs where, you know, okay, we're going to send everyone a care care box around Christmas and say, you know, happy holidays and all that. I think it's a waste of money. And um, uh, I think it's it's much better to be unexpected and uh, and more personal personable than it is to just be a part of getting the, you know, a lot of stuff that everyone else, that everyone else gets during the holidays. So, um, like, like make a cookbook, right? Make a cookbook. That's right. <laughs> and it's, it was that was an idea that um, that one of my marketing man 
pictures um, at Reginald Lang brought to me, and I was like, that is just the quirkiest idea to create a company cookbook. And I talked to my business partner. He's like, I hate, I hate the idea. I think it, I, I don't want to do it. It's like we're we're business to business here. How can we send a company cookbook? And I just, I don't know. I just got this gut feel. I was like, you know, what? we're gonna test it out. And we sent it out, and it was people loved it. And now, you know, a handful of my companies and other friends, you know, friends of mine's companies have done company cookbooks, and and it's just a great way to share ourselves, especially in a, in an online business where you're not face to face for them to yeah we've done I think we're going on our fifth or sixth year of doing it now we're just actually staging our next cookbook that will come out at the end of this year and yeah. the reaction we get from customers is amazing um, yeah. to, to, to have them baking the recipes that our employees put in the cookbook and then we see the pictures of the dishes and the oh, feedback yeah. comes through on surveys it's incredible it's so totally, yeah it's 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 different and it's yeah and there's something unique about it. You can tell that you put a lot of energy into it. I remember like how, you know, it's, it takes a lot to put together those cookbooks, but it's so worth, you know, it's just so worth it because it's just different and connects in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Well, Bill, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about customer acquisition. We hope everyone learned something out there. Let go of the fear, get scrappy, maybe throw in a cookbook. (laughs) Um, So that's some advice to take home today, I'd say. So thank you very much for joining us. Great to see you guys. Thanks for having me out here. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, with all the businesses. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, Bill. All right. We hope everyone out there enjoyed that. So Hamish, what do we got next today for all our viewers and listeners out there? Um, so right now we just want to touch on next month's episode. So we're going to be going out on the 8th of September and we're going to be focusing on you, our actual customers. So we really want you guys to get in touch with us. If you have a story about your business, um, you want to come and share it. If you use stickers or labels, you know, get in touch. Um, and hopefully we can have you on the podcast. If you're, you know, Colorado based, we definitely love to have you sat here in the room but also you know if you're further afield don't be afraid to get in touch as well we can kind of dial you in over skype um but as i say we've talked a lot about sticker giant um and you know bill coming on with uh, a bunch of boulder companies and also being a part owner in sticker giant so it'd be really great to get in touch with some of our customers yeah totally and andrew's going to be back uh next episode again it's a a month from basically today, 30 days out, the second Friday of every month at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are out here in Colorado, and we really, really um, hope you, maybe you're watching right now, going to sit in this chair, tell us about what you're doing, your business, um, if you've ordered stickers or labels from us before. We want to hear your story, have you on the podcast, get you up on Facebook like we are right now. So um, please reach out, comment. If you have any questions for us or our guest Bill today, um, shoot them on the comment stream here. Email us marketing at stickergiant.com. We of course have a Twitter at stickergiant. We're always looking forward to chatting with our customers or just anyone out there who has questions about our business. Um, it's kind of what we do. We love to tell stories and talk with people. Yeah. And, uh, just the usual stuff. The podcast is available on iTunes, Google play, uh, and SoundCloud. Um, so it's available to download. If you are downloading, you know, please leave us a review, leave some comments. Again, let us know what you want us to talk about, what we could do better. You know, we want to hear from you guys. Um, so I guess all that's left to do is say a big thank you to, to Bill Flagg for coming on today. Uh, Jesse for joining me as well, filling in for Andrew. 
And uh, yeah, we want to wish everybody a great weekend. And remember, every stick has a story. What's yours, Dracarys?